At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good show for you. Recording this right after Nets Bucks. Bucks with a big win, playoff like atmosphere. Great game. Uh, so, good show for you. A lot to do. Uh, some Mets news. We're going to have Jeff Parles of VEASAN, who's a VEASAN produced, VEASAN host, um, and a big Mets fan. He's going to come on and break down the Mets, the NL East, everything. Uh, really focus on the Mets. We get some Final Four picks out of him too. But uh, as you'll be able to tell by our conversation, we talked before the news about DeGrom and the shoulder tightness, which we'll get to in a minute. Hopefully it's just precautionary. Uh, but like I said, you know, not good if you've you got tickets on the Mets or if you're a Mets fan, it's deja vu all over again. So uh, we'll get to Jeff in a minute. But we got to start here with the Nets and what was just an unbelievable game. I mean, hey, if, if we get six or seven more of those here in you know a month or six weeks from now, uh, we'll all be pretty happy because Giannis, Durant, maybe the two best players in the league. Um, you know, I would have said a couple hours ago, hey, Durant's the best player in the league. After watching Giannis for a couple hours, uh, you know what he does for other players, his defense. Now, look, Durant's a much better shooter, but uh, Giannis is Giannis is probably the best player in the league. I mean, it's really close between him and Durant. I probably would go to Giannis just you know how much better he makes everyone. And, been saying for a couple days, for a couple weeks, for really a while now that I just didn't understand why the Nets would have shorter odds than the Bucks. The Bucks are just more stable. Uh, and again, this isn't based on tonight, but you saw the, the Bucks out-rebound them tonight significantly, 57-41. I think it was like 11 or 12 to 5 offensive rebounds. The Nets are just big. Uh, the, the, the Bucks are just bigger. The Nets, you know, they're small with Mills and Kyrie. Uh, 
you know, they're just Curry. They're, they're not as big as the Bucks. The Bucks are huge. Middleton and Holiday. And obviously Giannis has got the longest arms you've ever seen. I mean, they are just a big, bulky team, the Bucks are. And uh, just an incredible game. Giannis hits the three at the end of regulation to tie it after a late spurt by Milwaukee. And, boy, if, if Giannis is going to hit threes like that, uh, good luck. Because the one kryptonite for him is, you know, he used to be able to foul him. We saw him hit two free throws to win it. Uh, and he used to, you know, make him, hey, make him shoot, and, and you live with it, shoots 30% or so from three. Well, if he's going to hit his threes, if he's going to hit his free throws, uh, this team's just going to win a lot, of, a lot of games, a lot of championships. So Nets are in the thick of it now. Uh, we, we keep going through this every day or so, and like I said, it's a fascinating Eastern Conference race. I mean, it really is. Uh, usually this time of the year, the seeding, you know, who cares? The, the better teams are... Whether they're, you know, one, two, three, four, it doesn't matter. But the Nets are in a situation where they're still, you know, one of the four or five best teams you would think in the East, uh, especially with Philly struggling. Here they are. Uh, eight, nine, and ten are all tied between Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta, all with the same record. And Brooklyn's remaining schedule at Atlanta, Houston, New York, Cleveland, and, and Indiana. Charlotte has at Philly, at Miami, which is not easy either one of those. Then home for Orlando, which is a layup. At Chicago, not easy. Home for Washington, which they should probably win. Uh, Atlanta, obviously home for Brooklyn. At Toronto, not easy. Home for Washington. At Miami. Then they have a gimme, uh, the last one of the year, at Houston. So uh, Nets got their work cut out for them. Nets got their work cut out for them. I mean, we can talk about, you know what, they got Durant, they got this, they got that. And, you know, I still think they'll, they'll manage their way to the eight seed. But, boy, if you're in the nine seed, it's a lot of trouble. Think about it this way. Being in the ninth seed, it's like starting a playoff series uh, down 3-2 because you got to win two in a row just to stay alive. you got to win the 9-10 game. Then you advance to play the loser 7-8. Then if you win that, uh, you go to the main draw. So the Nets are in the thick of it now. Uh, like this, like I said, the schedule gets a little easier from this point on. If they can beat Atlanta, they'll beat Houston at home. Should beat the Knicks. Not a given, but they should. Home for Cleveland, home for Indy. Uh, got a good chance to go 4-1. Got a good, got a good chance to go four and one, and they do own a tiebreaker. It's a three-way tie between these three teams. Uh, it does go to the Nets, so that's a key, uh, key fact in, in terms of that. Nets still around plus six hundred at Bet River Sportsbook to win the title. I've been telling you, uh, if you're going to take plus six hundred, plus six fifty in that range, uh, I, I much prefer Milwaukee. I, I think Milwaukee's going back to the finals. I mean, we've seen Harden and Embiid struggle here after the first week. Um, yeah. The, Philly lost to Detroit last night. Uh, yeah, Philly lost to Detroit Thursday night. 11-point favorites and lost the game and lost it convincingly. Harden hasn't played well. Uh, Doc's pretty much calling out Harden in the uh, in the press conference. So if you're looking at the East here, the Nets, there's still a path. If you told me, you know what, two months from now, Nets are in the Eastern Conference Finals, I wouldn't be shocked. But just in terms of bang for your buck, if you want to bet the Nets, just you know bet them in the play-in. Uh, bet him again in the first round. You might have two rounds of the play, and I don't think you will, but you could. Just bet him round by round. I think you're better off with the Nets. So, uh, Nets off tonight, play Saturday um, at Atlanta, which is just a huge game. Knicks are also off tonight. So, not a lot locally going on uh, in terms of you know the, these local teams, in terms of the, the, uh, the Nets and the Knicks. But the Mets do play Friday uh, against the Cardinals, which why would we bring up a Friday spring training game? The end of spring training season's a week away. Well, I'm uh, going to talk to Jeff Parles here in a minute about the Mets. But between doing the interview with Jeff and recording this uh, this opening here, Anthony DeComo of MLB.com reported that Jacob DeGrom is experiencing shoulder tightness and is unlikely to start tomorrow. 
And now look, if you're a Met fan, you just you've been through this a million times. There's all this good, good, you know, positive vibes. You get Scherzer, you bring in Showalter, uh, you get the you know the outfielders, you get Escobar. You finally spend some money. You get out of the lockout. You feel like there's always a blackout cloud over your head if you're a Met fan, but it's kind of gone away. The sun is out, and you're ready for a new season. Pretty much co-favorite to win the title. I've been going on and on about how I love him over 90 and a half. The only thing that could derail him is a DeGrom injury. Well, this is a, certainly a concern. I mean, you'd be crazy not to be concerned about it. Now, look, he might be seeing, you know what? It, it's just a little tightness. I'll be fine here in a week. Um, I, I think Showalter made the point that if it's anything, you know, in terms of that something that lingers tomorrow, that he'll be looked at seriously and then... Boy, it just you went through this so much last year where he gets, you know, he's pitching brilliantly, then something pops up and they, they shelve him for a week, a month, and it's basically just back and forth, cut like a yo yo uh, all season long. And he barely pitches, you know, most of the year when he did pitch, he was outstanding, but just didn't throw a lot of innings. So you hope for the best here if you're the Mets, but boy, this is, uh, you gotta feel like, you know, it's a, it's a punch to the stomach to see this, uh, with DeGrom and just you kind of always assume the worst here if you're the Mets. So, Maybe it's nothing. Maybe, you know what, he wakes up tomorrow, he's fine, he's ready to go opening day. Boy, they're going to be so careful with him. They're just going to be so careful, and it's a long season. If he has to miss a couple of weeks, I I know you don't want to hear that as a Met fan. You don't want to start, oh, my God, we're doing this already. He's already you know, going to be out till May or till middle April. Um, and if you could sign for right now, he's back May 1st. I know it's an awful, like, really, we're already doing this. But if you could sign right now as a Met fan, hey, he's back May 1st and he's fine, you'd actually, you actually kind of have to take that. Uh, if you're the Mets, you, you just kind of have to live with it and you can shoulder it. I mean, you can really kind of excuse the pun, but you can deal with no DeGrom for a month. You got Scherzer, you got Bassett, you know, you got the guys Peterson and McGill that can fill in. Uh, you need them to win it all. Obviously, I don't think you can win it all without DeGrom. Uh, you can you can survive. Look, these guys aren't going to pitch. You weren't going to get through 162 games without DeGrom or Scherzer being hurt at some point. Maybe it's nothing. Uh, again, that's something we're going to have to wait and see. It's just concerning. Uh, over 90.5 for me for the Mets. Something I'm in on big time. Uh, I have futures on him. So hope he's okay. Uh, hope he's okay. Again, tightness is kind of vague. You don't really know. Look, it could be something serious. could not be. Now, the one thing that would make you feel a little better is he mentioned that he's going to try to hit free agency. And that would give you the indication he feels okay about the shoulder, about his body, his arm in general. So... We'll see. Hopefully it's nothing. Maybe it's nothing. You kind of have to have some concern at this point that he's going to take the field opening day, take the mound opening day. Again, if you got to throw Scherzer out there opening day, Bassett is your number two. DeGrom misses a couple weeks, then he's fine. Again, maybe maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves and he's fine opening day, but uh, you can live with it. Again, you, you can't just you know get nothing out of him. You can't have a situation where like it was last year where he just, you know, he, he goes away and he doesn't come back. You're going to have to need, you're going to have to have the ground healthy and on the mound uh, to win this thing. So not what you wanted to hear if you're a Met fan, not what I wanted to start this show out with as somebody who's, I'm, I'm rooting for the Mets. I'm rooting for the Mets. I'm mad at the Yankees for not spending any money. The Yankees have annoyed me for years now. I'm a Yankee fan, but the Yankees have annoyed me now for years. So I'm rooting for the Mets. The guy comes in, he owns the team. He spends some money, brings in Scherzer, brings in all the, you know, the outfielders, not afraid to spend. So, uh, I'm kind of, and, and I bet the Mets. So I'm kind of rooting for them. They got a little juice with Scherzer and Degrom. I was really looking forward to watching both of them pitch. You know, day after day, Degrom then Scherzer. That's a, be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. I hope he's okay. Um, from a betting perspective and from a baseball fan perspective, uh, look, I'd be guessing if I said, you know what, he's going to be fine or he's not. I have no idea. 
Uh, again, it's very vague to say, you know what, shoulder tightness, who knows what that means. So obviously we keep an eye on it. We'll see how he feels uh, over the weekend and as opening day approaches. Mets 90 and a half. Like the loved, liked the over, liked it a little more like an hour or so ago before we heard it, heard this about DeGrom. Uh, you know, if I still had to bet it, I would still bet the over 90 and a half. I, I got a feeling DeGrom will be okay. I got a feeling it's precautionary. I, they said he was playing catch today, and it was the last couple throws where he started to feel it in the back of his shoulder. So uh, maybe it's wishful thinking to say he'll be okay, but we will see. Uh, I, I know what you're thinking if you're a Mets fan. Not this again, please. Not this again, but. Wasn't going to go perfectly for 162 games. Guys are going to have their their bumps and bruises. You were hoping it wasn't going to you know start before the season even began, but it's what it is here. If you're the Mets, maybe you get it out of the way. So Nets lose a big game. Uh, they're in a fight for their lives here for you know staying in the seven eight part of the playing. Not going to be easy, really. Not going to be easy if they ever lost to Atlanta uh, Saturday. That would really make it interesting. I do think they'll find their way to at least an eight seed here. Uh, and then be good to go, get themselves into the main draw, and go from there. Oh, they could play Milwaukee again in the first round. So Nets lose a tough game. Mets uh, our Mets fans are not going to be sleeping easy Thursday night, Friday night, until you hear some good news about DeGrom. And just typical Mets, man. They just can't can't have nice things for whatever reason. It's just always, always stress with the Mets. But we hope for the best. And when we come back, we'll talk with Jeff Parles. And as you'll be able to tell by our conversation, this is the pre-DeGrom news, but uh, most of the content still stands. We you know, talk a lot about Alonzo, Futures, the rest of the division, get his thoughts on the, on the, uh, the Final Four. And I think he's going to give us a pick for the NBA who wins it all. So that is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. No more football? No problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. A week away from opening day. Uh, if you've listened to this show, you know how excited I am about this Mets team, even though I'm not a Mets fan. I have plenty of futures on them. I am very excited for this rotation, this team in general. And to discuss that team, there is nobody better than our next guest. He is VEASAN host, VEASAN producer, and cautiously optimistic Mets fan. It is Jeffrey Parles. Jeff, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Will, it's uh, awesome to be on with you, and I think cautiously optimistic is actually the perfect way to put it uh, going into this year. I, Will, I was talking to my dad earlier today, because uh, now that we're a, a week out, finally, from opening day, I can finally like say, oh, the season's right on, and I can actually get excited. And the, the trauma from last year's collapse is still sitting in my brain, where he had the most games ever in first place for a team to finish under 500 for the season. So uh, cautiously optimistic abound, but Will, I know we'll get through it. This is this is a tough division that the Mets are in this year. Yeah, it's funny. I was on vacation. It had to be late July because I was there. Remember, it was the MLB trade deadline and the NBA uh, NBA draft. So there was the, that Westbrook trade. That last week of July, I was there, and they played like three or four games against the Braves. And I think they maybe split. And it, they still had like a six, seven-game lead. And I remember thinking, you know what? 
Uh, they're in pretty good shape here. You know, you can't really trust the Phillies. You know, the Braves were all beat up. Acuna just got hurt. And I think if Acuna, I think if the Braves lost a few games after that, they might have just said, you know what, it's not our year. We'll, we'll get them next year. They played well. They said, you know what, we're going to go the other way. We trade for Peterson, trade for, you know, Soler, who ends up winning World Series MVP. Uh, they were kind of close to pulling away in, in the division last year. They just couldn't do it. Well, it was that last week of July, the Mets had a five-game series at home against Atlanta. If the Mets go four out of five in that series, I'm convinced the Braves pulled the plug and the Mets probably, look, they might have ended up blowing the division of Philly instead, but I would have imagined that the Braves would have said, you know what, it's just not our year, especially with the Acuna tear, uh, torn ACL. And then the Mets selected to start Jared Eikhoff in a game and they lost like 14 to one. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Braves won that series. And then lo and behold, the Braves are the ones with the commissioner's trophy at the end. But Look, this is a new year, Will, and I, look, you, you mentioned it on a numbers game this morning on Beeson. This starting rotation, Will, if these guys stay healthy at the top, there is not a better one, two, three in baseball uh, than what the New York Mets have going into this year. Yeah, I uh, when they traded for Scherzer, I mean, I, I like the moves before that. Escobar, Kanha, and Marte, you know, it gives them some balance. You know, Escobar can play multiple, posi- multiple positions. You know, he's never really hurt, which, look, knock on wood. But, you know, durability, as you know, is something this Mets team needed. They had a million injuries last year. Then they had Scherzer. Then I said, you know what? This is a really good team. You got DeGrom and Scherzer. You got a chance. The one thing is, if they get in a playoff series, if you split DeGrom and Scherzer's game 1-1, you know, who's taking the ball in game three? Well, you know, a month or so they, a month or so ago, they answered that question. They get Bassett, who I think is really underrated. You know, he's not a, a huge strikeout guy, although, he, you know, he's, his strikeout numbers are pretty good. I think it's because he's pitching in Oakland. He's more of a weak contact guy. I think Bassett's a little off the radar, but that is a great number third starter. So they really kind of checked all the boxes here, you know, this past winter. Yeah, so just go move by move. I, the Marte move I love because it gives you a, a, a top-of-the-line right-handed bat. I, I know they've been experimenting with, with playing Nimmo still in center field. At some point, you'd imagine Marte will end up playing center field over Nimmo, even though I think Nimmo actually did a totally reasonable job when he had to play the last two years. Uh, the Canna move is really interesting because it doesn't really move the needle for the casual fan. And this goes for the Escobar move too. Those guys can really hit. And when you're having those guys bat later in your lineup, you you have a really strong lineup when those guys are batting in the back end of the order. Now they may stick Escobar in the, in, in the top third of the lineup. If they wanted to, they could bat him second. If you wanted uh, really, he'll either bat sixth or seventh, depending on what the, what they do with McNeil. So, hey, look, you got a pretty strong uh, hitting portion of the offseason. And then, of course, they swing and miss on Bauer last offseason, which ends up being the best miss they possibly could have had with everything that has happened off the field with Bauer in the last year. You get Scherzer, who you know is on top of being a Hall of Fame pitcher, and he still has it, even though again, you're getting him on the back end, is a is an A-plus individual off the field as well, Will. So you know you're not going to have any issues that you did that, uh, and nothing like you would have with what the Dodgers have had with Bauer. And then I'm with you on the Bassett uh, trade. They really didn't even give up that much. They had to give up Ginn, who was a really good pitching prospect. But you know what? This team is in win-now mode, especially with the Grom becoming a free agent in all likelihood at the end of the offseason. And, and even though I, I expect the Mets to get that done. I expect uh, Steve Cohen to make sure that Jacob will give you the blank check, whatever you want. We're not losing you. It is still the Mets. And I still always will say 
hey, look, something ridiculous will happen with this franchise. But this was a great offseason for them. And look, I just hope it's not one of those cases, Will, where we've seen this time and time again across sports. The team that wins an offseason every once in a while will crumble in a regular season. But I don't think that's going to be the case with this team, despite everything that's going potentially against them in a NL East that I know we said last year was going to be strong uh, and ended up not being strong last year. I think this year it does play out to be pretty darn strong. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's just get into some of these numbers here and let me know what you think. These these sure. odds are uh, via Bet Rivers. So uh, let's see what you got here. Over 90, 90 and a half. That's up from 89 and a half. Uh, 12 to 1 to win the World Series. That 90 and a half is obviously wins. Uh, 12 to 1 to win the World Series. Plus 135 to win the division. Pretty much identical numbers with the Braves. Braves are plus 130 to win the division. Same uh, season win total. Same World Series odds. Uh, what do you like? What have you bet? What uh, Take it wherever way you want to go. Sure. Let's just start with the win total. The win total seems correct to me, Will. I don't think it's really bettable at this point. If you could have gotten in on the 89 and a half early, I would only bet that thing over. This is a 90 to 95 win club, assuming things go right and you don't have a massive injury at the front of the rotation. Of course, last year, Really, when things started to collapse last year was when DeGrom went on the I.L. and we didn't see him the entire second half. Assuming that Bassett, Scherzer, and DeGrom, let's even go a little, let's go even cautious here, Will. The three of them make a combined 72 starts. This team is going to win a lot of games. So I'm in the camp of this is an over team. I like it better, obviously, if you can get anything sub-90, but those are almost all gone. There's more 91.5 than 90.5 in the market. But I still would go over. I'm not going to bet it uh, because I know if I bet it, uh, and this is just a silly Med fan in me, someone's getting hurt and they're going 82 and 80 on that. World Series numbers, I'm a little bit surprised that they are as short as they are. I understand it because you're getting a New York team. You're getting people, especially now with the New York market wide open, Every state in the tri-state is, is legalized sports betting. So you would imagine that you're going to be taking a lot of extra action and some books that are especially ones with big-time national presences uh, are, uh, are are moving those numbers accordingly because they expect to get a lot of med action, especially if they start off well. So those are right. But, Will, I, I will say this. The biggest thing that I'm looking to bet with this team are actually individual player-related things. And I'm going to start with Pete Alonzo here because – Pete Alonso, as we know, has already won a home run crown as a rookie, uh, capable of hitting 50 home runs. Right now, he's either the first or second favorite, depending on what book you're looking at. Vlad Jr. is the other guy who's in front of him. If you can get Pete Alonso to be the home run crown, the champion of, of most home runs in the uh, in baseball this year, anything north of 12 to 1, I think, is pretty good. For me, the biggest competition to him, obviously, Vlad Jr., and if there's a few guys on the Phillies that I think that are new acquisitions that will be big competition to Alonzo. But Pete hitting 45, 50 home runs is always in play. And he's looked good when he's been out there in spring training this year. So that would be a way I would look at that. I also, again, I, I until Paul Spore said this to Gil on Monday, I was thinking, oh, I'm just a homer with this. I kind of like Pete Alonzo MVP as well, 40 to 1. If you can get anything 40 to 1 or better, I think that's worth a shot. I think I know everyone's going to be expecting Lindor to have a bigger season, but the Mets are going to be as good as as some think they will be. Will Pete Alonso is going to be playing at a close to an MVP caliber throughout the entire year. I think it's worth a shot. If you think the Mets are going over to win total and winning the NL East, 
it's worth shots on Alonzo to have the most homers in to be the NL MVP. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I do like Lindor. I, I I think we've seen this before. I don't know if you're young enough or uh, to remember Piazza's second year in New York, more relaxed. A-Rod's second year in New York, more relaxed. The second year in New York, that first year, especially, you know, you come here, you sign the big contract, you, you know, you're the, uh, there's a spotlight on you like it hasn't been before. Now with Scherzer here, you know, different team, Showalter comes in, There's that spotlight's a little off. He's a little bit more forgotten. He can relax. He can play. Uh, he's got his contract. He's got a year under his belt. Uh, I like Lindor. I think Lindor has a monster year here. You can get him 25, 30 to 1 to win MVP. I mean, that's to me, that's a hell of a bet to uh, to look at Lindor. I think he has a, a you know a bounce back year. And I think we saw it you know, end of last year. Remember, he had that three home run game against the Yankees. Yeah. I really like Lindor here to bounce back. Yeah, I'm, look, I, I expect Lindor and also to continue that second year flavor, Will. Remember, Carlos Beltran, everyone yes. freaked out in 2005. His first year where he was, really was okay by the end of the year. He really got, got used to New York and then in 06. Could have been the MVP of the NL, in all honesty, if the voting went for for him in 06. So I think Lindor kind of fits that mold, like you said. Piazza and A-Rod as well. Uh, again, I just think uh, more than anything, Will, for the Mets to have this big season, I, I will lean more towards Alonzo. But if Lindor has an MVP caliber season... This is an over team, Will. So I'm with you on Lindor. I'm, I'm with what I said before on Alonzo. I think those are your two guys. If you're looking to bet an MVP on this team, I know people will be intrigued by betting DeGrom. It's very hard for a pitcher to win the MVP in this day and age. So especially now with the DH in both leagues, where these guys are going to be able to get even more at-bats and not have to flat-out sit-out days when they really need to. So Lindor and Alonzo, the two guys that I would look at if you want an MVP bet on this team. Yeah, plus you're not getting DeGrom's at-bats anymore. DeGrom could swing it. I think he's, he's the best like 400. He's he their best hitter. Sure. <laughs> it was like Little League. I mean, he, they win one nothing, and he gets the RBI, throws a shutout, you know, hit one out and shut him out. That's basically what it was. Um, yep. I mean, you follow this team. You know how unstable it was between, you know, DUIs with GMs, management, players booing the fans. At, you know, we're in a day and age where I think a lot of people look at the manager as, you know, they're making half a million bucks a year. They're kind of a mouthpiece for the front office. Uh, I think Buck comes in here and he's really important. I think he provides some stability, knows how to deal with younger players, knows how to deal with veterans. You know, he's been around. He's been in New York. You know, everyone loves him. Media loves him. Players seem to like him, respect him. Uh, I think Buck is just a huge kind of calming force for a franchise that really needs it. How much, you know, emphasis, how much importance do you think Buck, you know, has uh, on this team and, um, you know, his impact? I think Buck will lead to more regular season success. A steadier hand in the regular season is important. Now, look, I'm not going to kill Luis Rojas like some did last year. Just went totally out. As soon as, it, as soon as one bad thing happened, it just spiraled out of control and a young manager couldn't really handle what happened to them those last two months of the season. But that won't happen with Showalter. Something, if the cracks start showing, he'll change it up a little bit. Will, the, the concern with Showalter has been how he's managed in the postseason through his career. We saw it even all the way back in that appearance in the playoffs with the Yankees all the way in 95, where you could argue that he butchered that series against Seattle. And then all the way up to modern day, where, again, Zach Britton is still waiting to go in the Ooh. wild card game in, in 2016. So, look, Showalter in the regular season doesn't concern me. Showalter in the playoffs concerns me a little. The only thing that I will say in this goes to the starting pitching that he has. And Joe Walter's an older school guy. I think, if anything, once you get to the playoffs, because this the one part of this team that scares me, Will, is the bullpen. 
The Mets have re- the only left-handed reliever that is somewhat trustworthy on the roster right now is Jason Shreve. I know Alex Claudio is there, but I- I've never liked him as a left-handed reliever. You still have Edwin Diaz closing games? As good as Diaz was at times the last two years, he's still totally unreliable in big spots. So actually having Buck manage this team, if they were to get to the playoffs, with having the Grom and Scherzer, where the Grom's the best pitcher on planet Earth, Scherzer is a total lunatic about being taken out of games too early. I think, if anything, Buck will be more reliant on throwing his starting pitchers longer in playoff games, which may actually work to his benefit with the guys that he has this year, assuming this team makes the playoffs, which, again, will I do think they will be one of the six playoff teams in the NL. It, it, it's just too much talent on this team. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, you kind of answered one of my questions here, and that was, what is the weakness? And I think I'm with you. Diaz, you know, the back, familiar is on Philly now, so we don't have to worry about him. But, I mean, going <laughs> back to that World Series, I mean, that's really a World Series they should have won five, five, six years ago with Kansas City. I mean, they blew lead after yeah. lead. I mean, Daniel Murphy couldn't feel the ground ball. I think it was that Saturday night game. might have been game four, Halloween game five night. they had. Halloween night. Yes. Halloween night on Saturday night, game four. Even though I will say, I, I will say, and I'm sure Med fans that are listening to this will be yelling, yelling at the at the feed here. Will the only thing Familia really screwed up in that series was the game quick one. pitch in game one. Yeah. If you don't quick pitch Gordon, you probably get out of there with a win. And I know Cueto flipped around and threw a hell of a game in game two, uh, a game I was at in Kauffman Stadium there, Will. But well, uh, yeah, I, that was when I was still living in Missouri. So uh, okay, uh, of course I went with a Royals fan, and it was a miserable experience Oof. for myself. But but uh, look, uh, if Familia doesn't quick pitch Gordon, that series very well may look different. And again, the Mets led in all five of those games and managed to somehow only win one back in 2015. That was seven freaking years ago now, man. Like, it's hard to believe. Ridiculous that it was that long ago. It's hard to believe. Yeah, and they had one out, nobody on in the ninth. If you get Gordon out, you know, you're two outs, nobody on, you're probably up one nothing in the World Series. And, hell, even all the games you blew, if you just make a good throw, I think it was it was Duda, the throw to the plate in Duda. game five. If you make yeah. that throw, you win that game. I mean, Hosmer was a dead duck. Okay, you're down 3-2. You're going to Kansas City for two games, but you had DeGrom. And, I mean, yeah, you had DeGrom and you had Syndergaard game six and seven, and Syndergaard yeah. was unbelievable that postseason. I mean, you could have stolen that one. Now, look, they, look, I, we'll never know. If they got back to Kansas City with DeGrom, like you said, and then Syndergaard, who, of course, had, uh, had ticked off the entire city of KC with throwing over Escobar's head on the first pitch of game three. Now, look, it's just one of those, another one of the very much missed opportunities since the turn of the millennium, where, of course, the one team in 2000, if Benitez doesn't blow the save in game one, who knows? wasn't like that was the strongest Yankee team. 06, they were the best team by far in baseball and choked against the Cardinals. And then that in 2015. It's been a fun 20-some-odd years here, Will. <laughs> really has been. Look, it, it, it's bound to turn for you. I think it's bound to turn. Um how much is, is Cano going to play? I know they're really trying to force this. They're still paying him a fortune. I was watching some of the game last night on SNY. And, oh, and I think Terry Collins was doing the game. He's like, oh, you know, think about Cano. He can still hit. I, I, look, I, I, I'm dubious here. I, I would want no part of him in the lineup. Do they have plans for him, you think? You think he has anything left? What's your thoughts on Cano? I, look, I'm never going to say that dude can't hit until it's proven that he can't hit anymore. The one, the one thing, though, Will, is you look at the way that this team is constructed, I would much rather have Dom Smith in the lineup yeah. than Robinson Cano if they're going to play Canna every day, which, 
again, you're still trying to figure out if Cam is going to play every day or Dom Smith's going to get starts against right-handers in left field. I thought I think Dom is is in for a regression to the mean in a good way here in 2022. So I would look to play Dom over Cano, but look, just knowing how this team operates, you'll probably see Cano a little too much in April, and if he doesn't hit, then you won't see him much after that. It's weird, Will. It's actually nice to have a, a 11, 12 guys who you can actually stick in the lineup and you can say, oh, these, these guys can really produce. Uh, and the Mets are kind of in that spot, especially if James McCann uh, actually hits this year. If McCann hits, then all of a sudden you got yourself a really good lineup. Of course, you need McNeil to bounce back. But I think that was, again, McNeil and Smith, just one-offs where they just happen to have bad years. And that happens. Yeah, you almost forget about McNeil with all the additions. You know, obviously Lindor, Alonzo, they get all the attention. McNeil's right there. McNeil's a hell of a player, you know, when he's on his game. Um, let's see. Any other win totals in the division you like? Let's go through them. I mentioned the Braves right around 90.5. Philly around 84.5. Marlins right around 75. And then the Nationals, 71.5 at Bet Rivers. Anything you like, anything you don't like, What what catches your attention? So the Braves, I can't quite figure out because they they were they were not good. they were average in the regular season last year. Yeah. They just took advantage of a bad division and got hot in the playoffs and won the World Series. I think and ten to one to win the division at one point last year, something crazy. I think I if I remember correctly, because Josh Towers and I were on the day after Acuna Torres ACL, pretty sure it got all the way to like thirty to one or something, just astronomically high at MGM. Uh, and if you wow. hit that, well done uh, on the Braves. But you get Acuna back. Uh, you get Olsen in there for Freeman. It is a downgrade, but it's not a it's not a big downgrade because Olsen could hit 45, 50 homers in that ballpark now that he's out of that just obviously behemoth park in Oakland. They're bullpen strong, but I, I, I'm not buying their starters as much as, as some are. So I look at the, the Braves, that win total feels right. The Nats, I can't do anything with. I'd only want to bet it under, but Juan Soto scares me. Where Juan Soto could push a, a, a team's win total by an extra five wins. So that I can't do that. The Marlins, if they were in any other division in the National League, I'd be looking to bet them over. But I just don't think they match up well with the top three teams in this division. So that leaves me Philly. I do like the Phillies over. The, one concern, the two concerns I have with the Phillies, one, they still have a black hole in center field. Where last year they had the, basically the worst hitting center field season ever. And I don't know how much better they are than what they had in center field last year. And two, their bullpen still stinks. So that that's the one thing that could hold the Phillies back. And I think that's the one thing that if I'm just looking at betting markets, the Phillies produce the best value when you're looking at betting it over for a win total or, or the division on. But do I think the Phillies will be able to surpass the Mets and the Braves? Probably not, because in the end, even though I have my questions about the Mets bullpen, I think it's better than Phillies, and Atlanta's bullpen's clearly better. But if you're going to make me bet something in the division, I would look to bet the Phillies over their win total. I also, too, along with the Alonzo Most Home Runs ticket that I have, Will, I did bet Kyle Schwarber yesterday at 50-1 to to lead the league in homers as well. I just thought that number was way too high for a guy who is uh, (laughs) going to lead off for Philly. And that ballpark is great for left-handed hitters, as you know. 
Yeah, and remember, I mean, what was uh, June, July? He was basically hitting one or two homers every single day last yes. year. So get in yes. at 50 to 1. That's hurt. a hell of a price. And he got hurt, which is, look, you're betting these sort of markets. You always have to worry about an injury, and that's what makes it tough. But uh, if he's healthy, I mean, he, he can be in the mix, especially he's going to have protection in that lineup. I'm not sure where they're batting, but add Castellanos, add Harper. It's not like you can pitch around him. That's a, that's a hell of a bet on Schwarber. Uh, a couple more, and then we'll just move on to some other things real quick, and we'll get you out of here. Um, let me see what I had. Uh, final record. Let, let, let's hear it. Final record and stage they get eliminated in, or, or they win it all. What's uh, final record and how far they go? 93 wins. Okay. 93 wins for the Mets, which is good enough to win the division. The problem is I do not have it good enough to get one of those two top seeds. So they're going to have to play an extra round of the playoffs, which I think ends up making a difference for how far they go. Uh, they win a first round. They win over the sixth seed, who I have actually is, as Philadelphia. So I have the Mets beating the Phillies in that short, new, truncated. What, what are we even calling that round? The play I don't. Round? I was going to ask you, what is it? It's best of three like it was in the bubble year, right? The, the shortened season where yeah, you have best of three I, in the first maybe round? Maybe it's a wild card round. I don't know what it is okay. exactly. But I do have the Mets advancing past that, but... I, look, I, I, it's a five-game series against Milwaukee where I have them going out because the Brewers do obviously have two very high-end number one quality pitchers in Woodruff and the reigning NL Cy Young and Burns. But I, I think the Mets, if they can get somehow into the one or two seed, they have a chance to win it all. But I do have them going out in the division series to Milwaukee because I'm having to play an extra round of the playoffs, which ends up hurting them. Yeah, it's almost it's an unfair exercise. I mean, we could sit here and say what's going to happen in the regular season, but to, to, to predict a best of three, a best of five series six months from now, I mean, <laughs> look, Degrom's going to hang a curveball in six months. I mean, he, he maybe he gets fouled off, maybe he gets hit for a home run. It just it's such a crapshoot once you get in the playoffs. But look, you have the pitching, you give yourself uh, a chance. Before I'm going to get some final four picks out of you. Anything else in baseball? You know, future win total. You, you mentioned a few of them. Anything else uh, you, you bet or you like? No, you know what? I, I will say this. I've been a little more cautious on just team-related things this year, Will, because this spring training that's truncated kind of scares me because you could get some really wacko results in April that really screw up season win totals down the line. The only thing that I would look to do, because they're always undervalued, is if you can get something on Tampa, either a an AL East ticket to make the playoffs ticket, or even an AL championship ticket. I know they lost in the division series with 100 wins last year against Boston. Tampa's just always perennially undervalued. And everyone, and I don't think this is incorrect, that the Blue Jays are not a favorite in that division with the additions they made and the potential advantage of having players uh, not being able to play games Huge. in Toronto of the visiting teams, which I think is going to make a big difference for the Yankees in the end. Yeah. Uh, but Tampa's just one of those teams where it doesn't matter what happens around them. They always seem to be in the low 90s to mid-90s win-wise, Will. So I have no problem. If you want to go in on futures on Tampa, no problem with that. They'll be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of how much does the variance strike them once they're in the postseason. All right, I'm with you. Uh, we'll be rooting. We'll be uh, messaging back and forth about these Mets. I'm so excited for yes. it. A couple quick ones before you get you out of here. Uh, NBA champion is who? The NBA champion is who? The Milwaukee Bucks repeat. I'm with you. You got a Bucks Suns final? I do. I do. Same result. Giannis ends up being the best player on the floor for the second straight year, and that's the difference. 
it's amazing. It was such a fluky way they got there last year with Kawhi getting hurt, Anthony Davis getting hurt. The Lakers were going to knock them out. I mean, the Lakers stick yeah. now and the Suns are great. The Lakers were going to knock them out. Lakers were like minus 800 in that series. So Davis gets hurt. Kawhi gets hurt. Jamal Murray's hurt. Uh, the other side, Harden gets hurt. You know, Durant's foot's on the line. Kyrie's hurt. Million injuries. Uh, so such a fluky final. But look, it's probably going to happen again, which is strange. Not probably. I mean, it's still probably, you know, a long shot just based on all the possibilities. But I'm with you. I think it's Buck Suns again. The, the Nets are the one team that can obviously mess everything up here because if the Nets get in as the seven and draw Milwaukee in a seven-two, lo and behold, I mean that would probably be a coin flip series. That would probably be minus one ten each way on that series pre-flop. Will so uh, I would have again to give Milwaukee just a little bit of an advantage because the seventh maybe, game at I, home. Yeah, I don't know though because again the 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 Nets have been sitting in this playing pocket for months now and. The Nets are still favorites or slight dogs yeah, to the wall. Yeah, like it just it, – the Nets, again, it, when you have the amount of front-end talent like that team has. Small, I, though. It just, they're I small. Know, I know. Mills and, and Kyrie, like, and they're, that, they're tiny. Well, that's why I like Milwaukee over there. Yeah. That's why in a series against the Bucks, I would take the, I would take Milwaukee uh, to knock out the Nets for the second straight year because, I, really, I know Durant's there, but – and that's a lot to ask Durant to carry you offensively and then have to guard Giannis. Yeah, and they're just tiny with Mills, Curry, Kyrie. Uh, you know, Milwaukee's huge on the wings. Holiday's yeah. a big guy. Uh, Middleton's big. They're you know they're, they're strong. They they're they're athletic. They're long. They're just a more well balanced team. You know, it's funny this time last year nobody trusted the Bucks because you know they almost lost. They took Harden. You know, getting hurt. Kyrie getting hurt. Remember they still lost that game five after where they blew the big lead. And it's like man, this is the last team in the world you can trust is Milwaukee. And hey, they win a coin flip game seven. They win the championship. Now we all kind of trust them. Kind of funny how sports works that way. Oh, 100%. percent. And and look that game five like. That was one of the greatest performances you'll ever see in Game 5 from KD. Oh, like, that incredible. was just virtuoso. And Durant nearly, again, if his shoe is a half size smaller, the Nets, even with the injuries, probably still win the title last year. They probably <laughs> still get it done. And even with Harden hurt, they were up, I think, up three with 50 seconds left in game three, where if they win that game three, they probably sweep them. Who knows? Maybe Milwaukee That, that was what? That was like the 86-83 game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone's like, I know Milwaukee win, but Milwaukee won, but they're done. And I, I remember saying, I, I liked Milwaukee in game four for that reason. It's like, you have a chance to kill a team and they don't play well and they still win. That's always dangerous. You give Milwaukee life. Now, they're one home game away from tying it. They tie it and then they win uh, right. a classic game seven. So I'm kind of with you. Uh, final four this weekend. Any bets? Any picks? Who wins the championship? You and you, you and I agreed uh, on the uh, first half under. Will in the Kansas Villanova game. I am look that injury to Moore is just such a killer for Villanova yeah. because if he's in there, I probably am betting Villanova in this game, even though the line's probably two and a half instead of four and a half. Because Jay Wright in March now, after being this guy who you never wanted yeah. to bet on his team in March. Now, ever since Chris Jenkins, really, that run in 16, he's the guy you want coaching a team in March. And they've covered all basically all these games in a row in March, except for that game last year uh, against Baylor where they didn't have Gillespie and they were covering most of the game and just didn't get there in the end in that Sweet 16 loss to Baylor. Uh, but it just – that more injury is just so much for me. And I think this is going to be the slowest – they just played a sub-60 possession game against Houston. I think this game is going to be slower if Villanova is able to inflict the tempo they want. So I like first half under. I like full game under as well. There's some 134 out there, which kind of seems insane that that total even got bet up at all. Uh, but I, I 
I expect Kansas to win no bets on the side. And then Duke Carolina, if Carolina didn't just get Duke at Cameron indoor, I'd be fully inclined to just outright North Carolina. I actually think they're more talented than Duke is, which is kind of an amazing statement to say, but I, I, I think Baycott is the difference in this game. I think he'll outplay Williams. And if Williams outplays Baycott, I know you mentioned this with us this morning on a numbers game. If Williams outplays Baycott, shuts him down, Duke wins because of the defense, and then Williams flips around and takes advantage of, let's say, McCormick not McCormick's foot injury, and he's not able to play that much, and he dominates Lightfoot in the post in the championship game, Williams has a real chance to steal MOP from Bancaro. So that's one also, too, that I would look at. I also like, uh, also like Baycott as well, MOP, if uh, North Carolina is going to win this thing. But uh, in the end, I, I'm going to go uh, – Kansas will play North Carolina. I am going to go wow. with the upset in that in that second game, and North Carolina gets them again. And I think Kansas wins the title. That's where I'm going with Kansas wow. over I, UNC I think, on Monday night. Wow, UNC being in the title game would be so wild. And if they ever won, I, I would say it's the, the craziest national champion kind of our lifetime. But that UConn 2014 team, Nothing's which really didn't that. have an NBA. <laughs> no, I mean that's really the worst team to ever win. Napier's a borderline NBA player. Usually, you know, the rule of thumb I always kind of abided by growing up is you need two NBA players, you know, to make the Final Four, win the Final Four, you need at least two NBA guys. And, and that UConn team had like a half an NBA player if you count Napier, and that team won it all. But this UNC team winning it all would just be would just be insane. Well, look, they, they according to Torvik, they've been the second or, excuse me, they've been the best team in the country uh, since losing to Pitt. And that yeah. kind of was the line where they just flipped, turned the switch on. And I got to give Hubert Davis a lot of credit because we, we've seen in the past when Roy Williams was there, when he's had uber-talented teams, that would flame out early. But Hubert's, Hubert's done a tremendous job. And I know it took a lot from Caleb Love to get UCLA out of there in the Sweet 16, but... Look, when you have elite talent and you have elite players doing special things like that, you're capable of going on crazy runs. Again, this is to bring go tie it back to 2014. Will it's kind of like the same run Kentucky got on that year, where Kentucky was probably yeah, the second one. or third, the second or third most talented team in the country that year, maybe even the most talented team. They got an eight seed, and they beat Wichita State. Who poor was, Wichita. Even, oh, they said yeah, poor but, Wichita. Lambs to the slaughter. Poor Wichita got yeah, got a rough deal. Was With, that Van Vliet's team? It had to be. That was Van Vliet and Baker. That team was yeah. awesome. I'm pretty sure Clay Anthony. No, yeah, Clay Anthony Early was still there. Yes. So that was Nick that Great. Was just, just a loaded, loaded Wichita team that got put in the same pod with Kentucky, who was the most talented eight seed in years. And then, oh, if they had beaten Kentucky, they would have had to get the defending champion Louisville in the next round with basically a good chunk of the team back. Uh, but now, look. It, it, this UNC team is very much similar to that uh, 2014 Kentucky team that, again, I have going to the same stage now that we're in the Final Four, coming up one win short of stealing a title as an eight seed. All right, Jeff. Appreciate you coming on, man. Good luck with the Mets. Good luck with your bets this weekend. We'll have to do it again soon. This was fun. Appreciate you coming on. Will, it's always awesome. And uh, as always, you, you do an amazing job with, with, with this podcast, this CityCast. So anytime you want me on, I am more than willing to join you. All right. Let's go Mets. Appreciate you, Jeff. Thanks, man. You got it, Will. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Jeffrey Parles. Appreciate him coming on. That was a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Hopefully we get some good news on DeGrom. Before you know it, here we're going to be a couple days away from opening day. Last week of the regular season in the NBA. Masters is, is this week. Weather's getting a little warmer. So good days ahead. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. Appreciate you guys. This is the New York City Cast presented.
by Bet River Sportsbook.